This is the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore. We've got a radio topic today to kind of cut to the chase. So I thought we'd do the podcast with my good friend Dave Green, producer of this program, who is also a radio veteran. How you doing, Dave? I'm just fine, Bob. Thank you kindly. Well, this starts out with a tribute to a man who's not here, and that's Michael Cinquanti, who's been a guest on uh, the podcast in the past. He's an historian from Amsterdam who came up with a great concept of doing books about uh, people from his hometown, which is Amsterdam, New York, and it's geared to their birthdays. They're called the Amsterdam Birthday Books. And we've had Michael on uh, discussing that. And it really is a a fine thing to do, I think, for communities around the state or the nation, you know, little towns and cities and so forth, because it uh, you get to put in a lot of names, what they used to call in journalism, telephone book journalism, you know, because everybody likes to see their name in print or likes to see them talked about. Well, Michael has come up with a new idea. I'd asked if he could uh, join us for this recording session, but he uh, could not. So let me uh, try to explain it. Michael's working on a new project. I'm not sure if he's going to do a book about it or it's mainly going to be an online sort of history resource. Michael has started collecting, I believe he wants to do as many as 50 top 10 lists for his native city of Amsterdam, New York. And he did a top 10 list about the the streets of Amsterdam. And as I recall, one or two of the streets that he had on his list were East Main Street and uh, Church Street. You know, uh, And of course, many communities would have the, the very same names. But for those of uh, us who came from Amsterdam, I mean, East Main, I mean, that's you know, where the East End was. That's where my father uh, grew up in the East End of Amsterdam or Church Street, which goes up uh, the, up one of the hills, goes up the hill, the city halls on Church Street, the cemetery, Green Hill Cemeteries on Church Street. And that's just one of his uh, lists. So he said to me, Bob, Bob, do you think you could do a list for us? And at first I couldn't think of anything. You know how that is, Dave. You get in a conversation and you, know, you figure you're on the spot. A thousand thoughts until you try to get one of them to come out of your mouth. But then one thing occurred to me. You know, I've worked in radio a long time, and I know that people in Amsterdam, New York, love their radio. I said, well, how about the ten, the top 10 Amsterdam broadcasters? Both people who were from Amsterdam or the immediate area who became broadcasters and applied their trade and become famous in one way or another or gone on to bigger and better things, but also those people who were in Amsterdam, maybe for the bulk of their and it would be radio career because we they had some cable television, but not uh, you know no specific television station. Uh, and anyway, people who were radio personalities and much beloved in Amsterdam through the years. Of course, when you do something like this, Dave, what I did is I rather quickly came up with my ten top, top ten, but then I had still had a lot of other people I hadn't included. This, right, right. You you don't want to do a top ten and exclude anybody. That's right. So I did another top ten. Right? I did uh, ten honorable mentions. <laughs> nice move, Bob. <laughs> there you got honorable right. mentions. And I'm sure. Nice in fact, I was thinking. Now I can't think of who it was. I thought, oh, you know, but I forgot. Oh, and I forgot. Oh dear, my goodness, there was. But anyway, so I'm, I'm leaving it at that. Uh, I've already used this as a 
uh, column in the Daily Gazette, my Focus on History column. So this has always b- already been in print. And then Michelson Quanti is going to use it in some fashion in the future, either uh, online or in a in a book. But um, my honorable mentions I put in alphabetical order. And let's just see if Dave knows any of these names. I don't think you'll know some of them, but others you will know. The honorable mention list. I start with Carl Bahn, B-A-H-N. No. Okay. He was... Apologize, no. He was the guy who hired me for my first radio job. Uh, He was program director and morning host for WCSS in Amsterdam, which is where many of these people, the people I'm going to talk about, work. And Carl Bahn, real smart guy and great morning host, great voice and all that, but he's one of the folks who decided to ply his trade elsewhere. He left uh, broadcasting and he worked for General Electric and became uh, quite a... We call that a real job, Bob. Yeah, a, a kind of a top, I would say top executive, but he certainly was a middle manager. I, I ran into him through the years because uh, he and I both were working in Pittsfield at one point. So there's Carl Bond. And then I put on the top 10 Amsterdam broadcaster list the famous Albany rock DJ, Boom Boom Brannigan. Of course, Bob. Because Boom Boom did, you know, he did rock and roll in Albany for, for many years. Probably, you know, there's, I, I, th- I was going to say there's probably maybe some dispute about it, but I would say it was the best known rock and roll DJ in Albany. No doubt. In the 50s. Uh, boom, boom, brand again. And but, by the way, Bob, we are doing this broadcast on the, you know, you're talking top 10 lists. Mm-hmm. We're doing this broadcast or putting this podcast together uh, on the very day that we got the announcement that David Letterman's mother died. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> that's not, to, not to throw a negativity in here, but, well, was, you know, the guy who came up with the famous top 10 list. That's true. The man of top 10. Yep. Anyway, the, back to Boom <laughs> Boom Brannigan. Well, the long, again, long story short, you know, it, his rock career at some point went into hiatus in Albany. And he came up to Amsterdam and worked at the station that you and I worked at, which is now WVTL. But he, he did a, a morning talk show. For, I did not know that for some years in uh, in Amsterdam. So boom, boom, Brannigan, and then the third one on the the list on the uh, alphabetical order of honorable mentions, the WRGB and WTEN news director Don Decker. Ah, uh, yes, yep. Don Decker uh, grew up in Amsterdam, and uh, he in fact he lived over his family lived over the Crystal Bar. <laughs> which is, a, <clears throat> and he started at WCSS, I think, and he went to Syracuse University, uh, did radio in the Capital District, and then he really uh, found his his calling, if you will, as the hard driving and rather demanding uh, news director. Um, and we knew him at WRGB, and I actually worked for him in my brief career or little gig I did for WTEN, but Don Decker. And then the th- next uh, on the also, uh, the I was almost said also ran. That's not a good thing <laughs> no, to say. Careful. Yeah. An honorable mention list was Walt Gaines, and I don't even know a great deal about him, but I just heard this name a lot when I was young. He was the, dare I say, flamboyant uh, general manager 
of uh, WCSS. I recall hearing a story that at some point, maybe when they wanted to oust him, the owner, because it was owned by a local board of directors, that he barricaded himself in the station or something, <laughs> something <laughs> he, he like wasn't, that. He wasn't the first. No, he wasn't the first. But and, and he was, and I do remember as a little boy listening to him. You know, he was, he reminded me of a preacher. He sounded like a preacher on the radio, Dave. He was preaching to us out there, and that was Walt Gaines. You know, the, the, you, you, now you're talking the old days. You know, the the older timers, as they as yes, they say. Yes, I, yes. I work for a boss who goes way back as well. Became at one point he was the announcer for Buffalo Raceway out uh, western part of the state, and they would not allow his first name was Floyd. Okay, they wouldn't allow him on the air and uh, doing the morning shift unless he sounded as though he never went to bed. So he would roll down the car windows on the way into work and start screaming and yelling, you know. No. If you sound like you just got out of bed, you don't belong on morning radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's something. <laughs> they had a point. No, they did. Well, this goes back to uh, Boom Boom, though. Who, you grew up in central New York. Who was the big rock and roll DJ of your youth in Syracuse? Oh, I can only... Uh, I can only think of a few. Peter Kavanaugh was one of them. I don't know if that name rings a bell. And boy, now you put me on the spot. I can name all of them if I had time. Sure. All right. Well, George George Plavakis. George Plavakis. Boy. Who died young. There, there, there is a connection to several of those names. It's interesting when... he didn't change his name. For example, Boom Boom Brannigan, his real name, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Noto. But he took Boom Boom Brannigan as his as his radio name, as yeah. a lot of people did. I actually thought the older timers lasted longer. Maybe they did. Yeah, I think they did. Oh, Boom Boom did. Yeah, he did for years. Yeah. And Boom Boom has passed away by now. But uh, All right, and back to my uh, honorable mention list, alphabetical order. My high school classmate, Ralph Iannotti, who uh, worked in, in fact, talking about changing names, I think his radio name when he worked in Amsterdam at, the what is now WVTL, that was then WAFS. He was, I think, Scott Warner. He was hired at WPTR <laughs> as a DJ and utility announcer. Remember when they used to have utility announcers? And they, it was the time of the Batman craze, and they made him Bruce Wayne. There was a whole uh, litany attached to this because Ralph Iannotti was the son of another Ralph Iannotti, Uh so his family called him Butch. So he was Ralph, Butch, Scott, Bruce. (laughs) Why don't I just go go for Batman? (laughs) Well, anyway. But then when he left um, WPTR to work at Channel 10 uh, in news, he went back to his real name. And you you never used uh, an alias, or did you? No, I, I didn't. At one point, you know, my big break and how I cured it, I was working for WEEI in Boston. I mean, working was almost a stretch. I mean, I worked one night a week. I worked Sunday nights, and then sometimes on Saturday and occasionally filled in as a—it was a talk station then. It's now a sports station, but— um, and I filled in as a producer, you know, answering phones. But the program director, I remember his name, even Bill Schubert, said, you know, Cudmore, Cudmore, I'd like to call you Bob Collins because it's an Irish name for one thing, and uh, Boston's a big Irish city. Right. And also I think there was a newspaper columnist who had the same name. <laughs> Maybe they'll think that Bob Collins is yeah. from the Globe is right here. And they'll write you down in the survey books. And, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, one point for Bob. That's right. So I didn't do that. But Ralph Iannotti, my classmate, 
um, after leaving WTEN in Albany, went to work for the legendary KDKA television out in Pittsburgh and has been for a, for a long career. And he's and you know how old I am. And as far as I know, he's still on the job. Wow. As a street reporter and just, uh, you know, ma- major in that market. I mean, he has kind of specialized in crime over the years or criminal justice. Uh-huh. And I don't think Ralph ever went to law school, but he's it's almost like the, the professor of of crime stories out in the out in the Pittsburgh area. Well, so, if you do it long enough, yeah, he, and he's just a tremendous uh, uh, TV reporter. And then continuing the honorable mention list, a name you do know, Swap Shop Joe Isabel, who uh, yes was uh, you know owned the cable system. He was the son of a prominent restaurant family in Amsterdam. The Isabels had Isabel's restaurant, and then Joe. We got in on the ground floor of cable. He always was technically oriented, an engineer kind of guy. But over the years, he's owned or managed uh, different radio stations in Amsterdam as well. But he probably is best known to the audience as Swap Shop Joe. Because you remember when you and I did some work at WCSS, and I did Swap Shop for a while. But Joe Isabel owns Swap Shop now, I think. I think he's still doing it. So It's, it's an oldie but a goodie, Bob. Then the next, uh, again, the top ten broadcasters from Amsterdam, Italian show host Joe Mason. Now, Joe Mason was uh, a barber. Uh, I believe he's passed away. Uh, and I remember he was there in 1962 when I started working at uh, WCSS and remained there for many, many decades. In fact, when we, you and I came back <clears throat> in 2003, I think he was still there uh, and did a Sunday Italian show and very well known. Next name in the honorable mention list um, is Rip Rowan, who worked in uh, Amsterdam radio early in his career. I believe he may have been born in Schenectady, but he was raised in Amsterdam to get technical. But you may not recall the name, but he, Dave, but a lot of people in the Capital District do because he was a, the long-running sports caster on WTEN. Oh, no, I remember Rip Rowan yep. well. Yeah, and he did um, also... Uh, he worked for the, uh, the minor league baseball team that used to be in Albany, and I kind of forget what that was called. But Rip Rowan, uh, another Amsterdam broadcaster. And then a name that I think I brought up with you the other day when we were discussing that I was going to do this, and I looked into a little bit of his, his life, um, a broadcaster named Neil Seavey, who was originally from New Hampshire, but again, he was the morning host at, uh, I think, uh, it was then the main thing was the FM station uh, that, um, well, one of the FM stations in Amsterdam. But uh, he was the morning host and very popular. He had a family and he was talking. I, I forget which was which, but either his wife or his daughter was named Sunshine. You know, Neil and Not Sun- bad. Yeah, not bad. And, and he was just a very warm, kind of lovable guy on the air and in person. I don't think I ever met him. But he, in the 80s, got a big gig. He got hired by the NBC Radio Network and was doing the news down there when he got got sick and, and died. Uh, I think it was in 1985 or 86 or 87. But Neil Seavey is uh, well-remembered in Amsterdam. And then on the uh, honorable mention list, the boss in, in Amsterdam Radio for many, many decades, Phil Spencer, who first was manager and then owner of uh, WCSS uh, and 
you know, did a lot of work on the air as well and began his radio career as a play-by-play announcer uh, for the radio station in uh, Gloversville, Johnstown, which is called WENT. Phil used to do broadcasts of the Gloversville Glovers baseball team who were in the uh, uh, Canadian uh, American League, I think it was called. Are, are you sure? We, maybe you should be doing a top 100. <laughs> I think we might. Well, just one more on this uh, list of um, the honorable mention list, and it's a name you will know, Dave. Uh, and he is a native of Amsterdam, uh, was trained as a school teacher, but we know him from doing the weather in the 1980s at WRGB, none other than Tim Welch. Oh, certainly. Tim Welch. Recently we ran into Tim. Yeah. And uh, he stayed in the area. I always thought he was one of the best weather people I ever saw. And he, he left that job, as you recall, because he wouldn't go to school to become a weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they said, Tim, we love you, but, you know, everybody's hiring, you know, like the Bob Kovacics and the whatever, or people that know, you know, have, have degrees in meteorology. You, you don't have one. You know, he said, well, I don't... I, you know, and there, that was the way it was back then when he was hired. Like, he had uh, succeeded a man named Howard Tupper, who was not a uh, weatherman re- either, you know, not a meteorologist. Well, I did the weather for you, Bob, for 10 That's years. True. I never went to meteorology. <laughs> Give me true. a break. That's true. And Tim was a great entertainer. I mean, that was the thing about him. Yeah, true. You still remembered for – there had some big contests, remember this, Dave? And he pulled the name of the winner – and just said it quickly, and for some reason, maybe they weren't recording, and, and he threw it back into the... <laughs> well, you know, the last, the last I saw Timmy had a lot to, a lot to do with Grant's Cottage mm-hmm. up in Mount McGregor. Right, he was, exactly, which is an historical topic, brings us back to history. This is You need to do it. Yeah, we need to do one on Grant's Well, we did a, a brief interview uh, when I was up to the book fair in Glens Falls, the ranger from Grant's Cottage was there, and they, as you might expect, they have a book. <laughs> so I did like a five or ten minute interview with him, but it, it would be worth exploring. I've never been there. Have you? Uh, several times. Is that right? Well, I really... But you can never... Sometimes you, can, you can't get in because the line is so long. Yeah. I mean, just think. I mean, this is where General Ulysses Grant was dying, and he wrote his... Finished his memoirs there. You do, you do get the chance to stand on the rock on which he spent, I guess, the last day of his life overlooking the valley, you know. That's something. Yeah. So those are the 10 honorable mentions. Again, we're doing the my top 10 list of Amsterdam broadcasters, doing it for Michael Sinquanti and his collection of top 10 lists. And I better get going because we're almost out of time, Dave. <laughs> we're we halfway there. We're man. more than halfway there. we got just a few, about 10 minutes left. But let me put in a word for uh, the Historian's Podcast. If you can help us, we certainly appreciate your donation uh, online, gofundme.com forward slash historians2017. And if you want to send a donation by mail instead, make the check out to me, Bob Cudmore. Uh, send it to 125 Horseman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. So finally, here we are with the top 10. Number 10. <laughs> Number 10, Dusty Miller. Yes. Maybe I've spoken of him. His name, real name was Elmer Rossi. Dusty Miller always had a day job and a country and western band. Dusty was a fixture on Amsterdam Radio through the years with live and recorded music. On and off, I worked with him a number of times. One thing that always touched me was 
when I came back to this area in 1980 to work at WGY, he sent me a cassette of my first, one of my first broadcasts on WCSS from 1962, because Dusty was a great saver. He saved all these. And at the time, you may have uh, been trying to forget. I'm not. Well, I mean, it was you know listening to it was dreadful. I was very named. And now WCSS presents (laughs) Dusty Miller. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing that really touched me when Dusty died, he had this beautiful wardrobe when he performed with the band, and when he died, they buried him in his colorful cowboy clothes. Why not? And now we go on, Dave, to what? No, I'm sorry, number nine. Number nine. (laughs) World War II Polish freedom fighter Richard Bartizel, who hosted the nightly polka party on WCSS Radio in Amsterdam for many years. His job in Amsterdam, his day job, is he was affiliated with Bartizel Distributors, with the distributors for beer and soda in uh, our area. And, and again, I had the privilege of working with him. In fact, I, they used to describe my first job in radio as I was the English announcer on a Polish program because I did the commercials in English that he did in Polish. I, I do notice most everybody you mentioned, Bob, did hold a day job. <laughs> they did. Well, so far. They so so yeah. far. And maybe that will continue. But the, my thought about um, Richard's show, uh, Pol- which was called Polka Party, when you walked through a Polish neighborhood back then on a summer night with the windows of the apartments and homes were open, you'd hear his music coming out of the windows. That's friendly. Yeah. Okay, we're on to number eight. Number, uh, number eight. Number okay, eight. And i got to do the rest of them here in yeah, under yeah. seven and you minutes. you better hustle. Okay. Sam Zerlo. You know Sam. Certainly. Certainly. Sam uh, had a newspaper career. Again, that was his day job. He was Mohawk Valley reporter for the Daily Gazette for a long time. But on and off, he always worked in radio, and he's done it consistently. That's what impresses me about Sam. And last I knew, Sam was still on the radio doing at WCSS, doing a call-in talk show, a staple on WCSS. Gets in your, uh, number seven. Yeah, on to number seven. Gets in your blood, you're going to say. Dorothy Johnson Hale. This will be, for those who are keeping score, the only woman on on the list. She was an account executive and copywriter at WCSS who hosted a program called Woman's World in the 1960s. Uh, Dorothy Johnson Hale provided recipes, fashion news, and advice on her program. Now, on to number six. Number six. A friend of mine from my youth and her teenage years and so on, Amsterdam-born Tom Stewart. And that's his real name, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Stewart worked at local radio station WAFS. Stewart went on to become an actor. He's appeared in movies and television roles. Uh, He had a a part, and I don't know the name of it, uh, in Jaws 2. But what he's best known for is he lives in New York City, and he has been the longtime off-camera voice and on-camera fundraiser for New York City's public television station, WNET. Hmm. Tom Stewart. Moving on to number five, Bill Pope. Maybe you've heard me speak of him, or maybe you knew of him. Bill Pope came to Amsterdam in 1961, kind of like Boom Boom, after years as a popular rock disc jockey down in Albany. And Bill Pope kind of retooled his act, if you will, became a big band disc jockey, a talk show host, 
and promoter of worthwhile causes. In his years at WCSS, he was also a very uh, good radio salesman and a mentor to young broadcasters. Number five. Number five. Number four, Lloyd Smith. We seem to be getting there, Bob. That's right. Lloyd was born in Albany and became morning host for WCSS for many decades, starting in 1969. Quick with a joke, knowledgeable about the local scene, dependable, and a real music aficionado, Lloyd Smith also was a radio engineer, and he did engineering not just for WCSS, but for other uh, radio stations, and in fact, for our friends at WMHT that uh, carry our program on Rise. They they knew Lloyd well. One occupation for the fun, the other one for the paycheck. There you go. And Lloyd passed away in, in 2014. And a note, Dorothy Johnson Hale's daughter, Diane, was Lloyd Smith's wife. All right. Number three, and this is a name I'm sure you've heard, Dave, over the years, Todd Pettengill. Yes, New York City. Yep, Todd Pettengill started, you know, he's a native, I think, of Hegeman, but from the Amsterdam area, started at WCSS in 1968, and then became the top-rated, outrageously funny talent at Fly 92 in Albany. I believe one of his stock, his stock and trade, Dave, was the uh, the scam phone call or the funny phone call. All right. Yes. Where he would call somebody and pretend to be somebody that else. That seems or... to be something. I don't know if people do that anymore. I don't know if even Todd does it anymore, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. But too, too much liability in that. Yeah. But for over 25 years, Todd Pettengill has entertained as the morning host or one of them. He's always been paired with other people on WPLJ Radio in New York City. And Todd also achieved fame. On the small screen, as they say on television, he was the interviewer for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation television shows. So he would on-camera interview a lot. Again, one for the fun, one for the paycheck. (laughs) There you go. And now on to number two. Amsterdam native Chet Curtis, whose real name was Chester Kukevich. Have you ever heard of Chet Curtis? Mm, No, I have not. Well, uh, going to what he did to put him on the list... He was the very popular 30-year Boston television news anchor who was all, was teamed, uh, and the anchor team consisted of Chet and his second wife, Natalie Jacobson. They were even the prototype for a TV show uh, based on that. Well, you know how it is. It's a tough life, tough business, and, well, they ultimately divorced. And uh, Chet Curtis then moved on as a solo act, if you will, to New England Cable News. He died in 2014, and he left explicit instructions and, in fact, was buried at Amsterdam's St. Stanislaus Cemetery. That's Chet Curtis, number two, on the list of top ten Amsterdam broadcasters. And the other, and the number one spot is occupied by, and it's another very sad story, and that is Joe Spencer. And I may have spoken of, of Joe as well, Dave. Joe was the son of WCSS owner Phil Spencer. Um, Joe's, uh, Phil's other son was also named Phil, and I actually worked with him a little bit at uh, WVTL and known him through the years. But Joe Spencer became a television news reporter. He worked uh, in the Detroit market, and ABC Television News noticed him. And they hired him 
as their Midwest correspondent. And this is back in the 1980s. And unfortunately, Joe Spencer died in a 1986 helicopter crash while he and his uh, camera person and a pilot were on their way to cover a strike in Minnesota. And Joe Spencer was buried in Amsterdam, and when he was delivering the eulogy in Amsterdam were ABC television anchor Peter Jennings and a young Bill O'Reilly, who apparently was uh, friends with, with Joe way back then in 1986. So those... That's our top ten, Dave, and we're we're just about out of time. As an old radio person, Bob, and your producer, I was glad you got got it in here. <laughs> we, we, under we, under twenty nine minutes. Okay, so be watching for Michelson Quanti's project uh, fifty uh, top ten lists from uh, Amsterdam, New York, our hometown. This has been the Historians Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore.